1: It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, in his guise of Clark Kent, Superman is very much alarmed by what he hears from a grizzled old man of the desert.
2: You say this friend of yours, Miss Lane, disappeared, Mr. Kent? That's right, old-timer. Hmm. do surprise me none. What do you mean? I warned Miss Lane to stay out of Mountville. She wouldn't listen to me. Now well, I'd be a heap surprised if um, you ever see her again.
0: Hey, Ruth. Ever hear that, gang? It's the shout that goes up in circuses and carnivals whenever there's trouble on the way. Like, for instance, when a fresh guy and a circus fan take a few pokes at each other on the fairway. The manager runs over to break it up. Soon the juggler starts to mix it up with the fresh guy, too. Then suddenly the magician spots the fight, and he looks around, sees the situation brewing, and then shouts, Hey, roof! Well, that's all, brother. In a flash, the whole carnival has changed. From every booth and sideshow, the circus folks come on the run. Well, that's a cry that's circus lingo, and it means trouble, come and help. And to circus people all over America, there's nothing more important than a hey rule. You see, gang, circus people know that it means to work as a team and that it's important. That's how they protect themselves from danger. For example, the aerialist who flies through the air must be caught by the other half of his team or die. That's how teamwork keeps circus folks alive. And that's why when any one of the circus people gets into trouble, everybody gets in the fight. As soon as the yell, Hey, Rube, echoes over the sawdust, there's no holding them back. All for one and one for all. Well, gang, that's how all Americans should be. When a fellow American is treated unfairly for any reason, it's not enough to let him fight it out alone. His Hey, Rube, means trouble for everybody and should bring us all running, ready to get into the scrap and mix it up, but good. Because in unity, there is strength. United, we can't be beaten. So let's drop the petty and tolerant bickering among ourselves and work together like a smooth running team should. And now, The
1: Adventures of Superman! Revealing to Lois Lane, reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, that he was on the trail of a sensational story, Horatio Horn, amateur detective and rural correspondent for the planet, gave Lois mysterious directions for meeting him in Moundville, a little mining town on the edge of the desert. Then, in the town's only hotel, Horatio was just about to reveal the nature of the story to Lois when he suddenly disappeared from before her very eyes. Lois tried to contact Clark Kent in Metropolis, but Kent was out of town and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen flew by plane to Lois' aid. Then in the same room in which Horatio Horn had disappeared, first Lois and then Jimmy apparently vanished. Returning to Metropolis the following day, Kent solved the crossword puzzle to which Lois had referred and learned where his friends had gone. In his true identity of Superman, he streaked across the country to Moundville. And as we join him now, once more in his disguise of reporter Clark Kent... He is in the shabby lobby of the town's only hotel, where he is questioning a man we have met before, the combination hotel clerk, bookkeeper, and porter, who is known as Weary Willie. Uh, I'm looking for Horatio Horn, Lois Lane, and Jim Olson. Are they registered here? No, they ain't. Are you sure? Yep. Only one guest in the hotel right now. He ain't none of them folks you say. I see, but they were here, weren't they? Nope. That's odd. Isn't this the only hotel in town? Yep. Well, this is a pretty small town. Perhaps you noticed my friends around. Miss Lane has dark hair and is quite pretty. Mr. Horn is short, about 35, I'd say, rather roly-poly. Jim Olson is very young. He's thin and freckle-faced. I uh, Didn't see him, Mr. Huh? Can you tell me if there's a sheriff or constable in this town? Yeah. Sheriff Withers. Where's he? He's down at Yale House up the street behind the silver dollar cafe. Thanks. He's the man I want to see. <laughs> I understand it, Sheriff Withers. Miss Lane phoned Jim Olson yesterday morning and said she was in Moundville with Horatio Horn. Then, as I understand it, Jim came out here to join her. But I can't find any one of them. Can you help me? I don't know, Mr. Kent. you come along with me. It won't take us long to go through Moundville, and so be your friends were here, we'll find out about them. Fine. Let's go. Well, we've tried every place in town, Mr. Kent. Here's that nobody's seen your friends. Maybe he was wrong about their coming to Moundville. Oh, I'm certain they came here, Sheriff, because... Hey, hold on. What? Leif Hawkins ought to be getting in with the mail about now. Who's he? Well, Leif, he totes the mail in here from Desert City. That's the nearest railroad station and airport, and usually if there's any folks wanting to come to Moundville, he brings them in. Oh, I see. Yeah. Hey, Leif must have brought you in, Mr. Kent.
0: Well, uh, no, no, he... Uh,
1: anyhow, he'll know if your friends come to Moundville, so... Let's go on down there to the post office and meet him. He's due any minute. If that jalopy of his doesn't break down. Come on, follow me. What you look like, mister? Well, Miss Lane is dark haired and pretty, Mr. Hawkins. And she. I remember. You do. Where'd you see her late? She got out in the airplane
2: in uh, Desert City. Let's see, Monday night that was. When to hire me to drive you here to Moundville. Well, did you? Yep, I did. Well, shut off your dang motor and tell us about it. I drove the roly-poly little fella. That's Rachel horn. Yep. And I drove him to Moundville the night before. And the uh, skinny, freckle-faced young fella. Jim Olson. I brought him right here to Moundville last night. There, you see, Sheriff, I told you they came here. Yeah, yeah, look here, Lee. Where'd you drive
1: him to? Why, I, I let him out here at the post office, I was well always do. Do you know where they went from there? Uh, nope, I don't. Well, tell me this, Mr. Hawkins. Did you see Miss Lane or Mr. Horn or Jim Olson again any time after that? Nope, I didn't. I'll be dog. I can't figure this at all, Mr. Camp. Neither can I, Sheriff. Frankly, I'm baffled. Uh, why asking
2: them questions? Did uh, something happen to them, folks?
1: We don't know. We
2: can't find them. Hmm. Don't surprise me, none. What? Matter of fact, wouldn't surprise me, none, if you never seen them again.
1: What are you driving at, Mr. Hawkins? Yeah, if you know anything about them three-leaf Hawkins, you better tell me and tell me pronto.
2: Me? All I know is the signs, Sheriff.
1: The signs? What do you mean by that?
2: When you've lived in 70 years in the desert like I have, you get to recognize signs like... Right? Can't put no name to them exactly, but they're there. I, I don't understand. Ah, this old desert rat is off his noodle, Mr. Camp. I ain't no such thing. There's one sign you must have seen for yourself, Sheriff. Stranger's driven in the a the the past week or two dressed like miners, but they ain't miners. Who
1: says it? I do.
2: I've known miners all my life. And I tell you, these fellas ain't miners. All of them tight-mouthed with a hard city look in their eyes. And I drop them in here. I see them go to the Silver Dollar, maybe or the Golden Eagle. And I don't see them no more. Oh so what? They probably go up
1: into the mines to work, that's
2: all. No, Sheriff. I tell you, they ain't miners. There's something queer going on around here. i seen the signs all over. it.
1: I say you I... You've said enough, Leif. Oh, just a minute, Sheriff, please.
2: Listen, Mr. Hawkins. I you... spoke my piece. Well, soon enough, you'll find out for yourself I was right.
1: The signs don't lie. Oh, but... Goodbye, dear. Oh, wait, Mr. Hawkins. Tell me. i ah, let him go, Mr. Kent. Son's idled his head. Come on, let's have another look around town. No, I think that's a waste of time, Sheriff. I'm going to have a look around the countryside. I'll see you later. <laughs> and I can change behind this feed store. <sighs> out of these clothes. <sighs> this is a job for Superman understand how Lois, Jim and Horatio came here and then disappeared. Well, I'll find them. There we are, all set. Now, up, up, and away! <laughs> Leaping high into the hot, cloudless desert sky, Superman speaks away to begin his search for his three mysteriously missing friends. We'll be back in a moment to find out about one of them in the startling climax of today's episode.
0: So stand by. Ever see a boomerang? Well, it's a curved or angular club, quite wide in the center where it bends, but tapered down at the tip so that it's easy to grasp. Its general shape is something like a rounded corner of a picture frame. It's a mighty strange weapon used by Australian natives who throw it at their attacking enemies and handle the weapon so that it flies right back to their hands after they throw it. But very often, if they aren't careful, the boomerang bounces back and hurts them instead of the enemy. Well, boys and girls, there are some ideas that are boomerangs, ideas that are meant to hurt others. But all too often, they snap back and hurt the person who believes them. For instance, the idea that one boy or girl is better than any other for racial or religious reasons is a boomerang idea. And those who throw that idea around are sure to be hurt by it. Here's just one example of how it works. Suppose you're part of a club that you hope will be very successful. So, of course, you've got to have the very best kind of club members. And that means everything depends on how you pick them. If you're foolish enough to keep out some boys or girls because of the religion, let's say, you may be keeping out just the very people who can make your club a success. Because, after all, all the kids with personality and popularity don't belong to just one faith. Every group has its fair share of swell guys and nasties. So if in picking club members, you vote against all the boys and girls who belong to a religion or race different from your own, you're bound to be keeping out some of the swell guys who could make your club a really a top-notch one. Your prejudice will boomerang and hurt you in the long run. And what's more, you'll deserve it. Try to remember that, always.
1: And now, back to the adventures of Superman! Several miles above Moundville, the desert floor gives way to a low range of mountains. There, a procession of six horsemen are picking their way up a very narrow winding trail, beside which is a deep yawning chasm six feet across and hundreds of feet deep. The man at the rear of the procession seems to be the leader. He is tall, sharp-eyed, cruel-featured. He turns often to sweep the trail behind, and he keeps a close watch on the horseman before him, who rides with his arms tied behind his back, a blindfold across his eyes and a tight bandage across his mouth. This rider is lashed to his saddle by a rope, and he is Jimmy Olsen. Ah. Suddenly, at a turn in the trail, the first horse shies, as it spies a rattlesnake, lying asleep directly in the trail. The men pull up on their reins, steady their horses, and one of them draws a pistol to shoot the deadly snake. But Jimmy Olsen's horse, feeling no steady hand on the reins, shies wildly, almost plunges off the trail, then gathers itself, and with strength born of fear, leaps across the six-foot gorge. Holy smokes, that fool horse! What a bull! Stop him! He's making for the canyon. Stop him! The wants to see that kid! Kill the horse! From the narrow trail, the five horsemen pour a volley of pistol and rifle shots at Jimmy Olsen's fleeing horse. But the shots only seem to further terrify the panic stricken animal. And it bolts, slipping and rearing, trying to shake Jimmy from its back. And ahead looms another rocky canyon into which a giant waterfall thunders. <laughs> What will happen to Jimmy? Superman is searching for him, but so far there is no sight of the Man of Steel. And What has happened to Lois Lane and Horatio Horn? Don't miss tomorrow's thrilling episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 7 of The Crossword Puzzle Mystery on The Adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.